0: Welcome to another episode of the Ignited Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm Jessica, your host, and I invite you to join in and listen to a conversation with an amazing entrepreneur who has leaned into their passion and is igniting their life and the life of others. Welcome to another episode of Ignited Entrepreneurs. Today I have with me David Trotter. He is the founder of Rise Up Creatives. He's also a producer, director, writer, and the list goes on. But I'd love for David to introduce himself. So David, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Jessica. It's an honor to be with you. And uh, as you mentioned, my name's David Trotter, and uh, I live in Southern California with my amazing wife. We've been married almost 27 years, have two kids, 18 and 21. And I am passionate about just helping people start and grow their businesses. Um, particularly, I love uh, championing and helping women do that. And it's a you know unique kind of journey of how I got here, Um, out of high school, I really sensed a calling into ministry as a pastor. And so I went to college and went to seminary and and, uh, actually was a pastor for over 10 years and started churches from the ground up. It's a very entrepreneurial endeavor to take just a few people and then create something out of nothing. And so the uh, primary church that I started grew from about 12 people to over 750 in five years. And we had three different locations and a dozen staff. And unfortunately, Jessica, I was a workaholic, and I was trying to (laughs) to fill a hole of not enoughness, right? And if I could grow that church big enough, then I'd finally be okay. I'd finally be somebody, right? Right. But uh, unfortunately, I hit rock bottom about 13 years ago. I made some really poor choices, and um, I had a burnout breakdown experience. I ended up checking myself into a mental hospital, actually, for three days, just to get my head kind of straight. And I went about the process of rebuilding my life, started a marketing business that's been a six figure business over the last decade and um, ended up wanting to make a difference in the world still, you know, not just through marketing, but in other ways. And so I kind of fell into filmmaking, drawing attention to certain social justice issues that I was really passionate about. My first film was on orphans in India and it um, was on Netflix for a couple of years. My next film was on sex trafficking in the United States highlighting female abolitionists in the United States that were doing great work. And, but around uh, late 2018, I told my wife, I really would like to be making a difference more on a day-to-day basis rather than a year-to-year basis because these films take so long to produce. And so we talked about me moving into consulting and coaching and podcasting and because I'd had a lot of experience in entrepreneurial kind of ventures. So I thought, well, let me head in this direction. I love helping people. So of course, our question was, well, well, who is this for? And when we looked back over the 25 years of ministry and marketing and movies, what really seemed to resonate the most, the people that seemed to get me, connect with me and be most impacted by my work were women. And so we started the Inspiration Rising podcast a couple of years ago. We've now had almost 200 episodes highlighting female entrepreneurs and leaders and, um, You know, so I I coach women in starting and growing businesses. And uh, as you mentioned, I've recently started Rise Up Creatives, which is a social media membership program that empowers people to stand out and save time, because that's one of the biggest challenges that I find my clients face in starting a business is like, well, how do I handle all of social media? So that's kind of the short version of all the twists and turns of my adult life.
0: (laughs) I know that's the thing. People always say, well, where do I start and how deep do I go? It's like, go as deep as you want. But I mean, it's obviously a lot to cover in a few minutes. So, um, but thank you for sharing that. So, you know, I think one of the things that stood out for me is, you know, saying that you were a workaholic and that you, you know, were trying to find that validation by doing the work and that led to that burnout. I don't think that that's an unfamiliar thing for most entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs, right? Right. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, yeah, no it's, uh, it's and one of the easy things to fall into with a business is you're creating an identity around that, you know, that becomes your business, becomes your identity. And for me as a pastor, that became my identity was not necessarily the title of pastor, but the success of how much impact I was making, how large the church was. And, and, you know, and can I get that book deal and can, you know, who knows about me and We do things for multiple reasons. I just, I I don't ever believe any of us do anything for pure reasons. Like there's no purity in that. Like there's multiple motivations. And I think that's okay. It's sifting through those and going, well, what part of my motivation is healthy and is sustainable and life-giving and what part of it's perhaps compensating and trying to fill a hole that needs to be healed or transformed in some other way.
0: Yeah. And I think when you do that kind of work where you allow yourself to slow down and really take a look at why you do the things that you do, I think that's where a lot of our power comes, right? Because then you, you know what your motivation is and it helps you make better decisions.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think people, you know, they feel it as well, the people around you, you know, it's, it's easy when you have a strong vision to build something to end up Using people in order to get there versus serving them, right? right? And that's true whether you're a nonprofit for-profit or just you know your local PTA, you know if you've got a vision for something, but um, how do you serve people and that that becomes the true motivation behind it all?
0: Yeah, one of my favorite words is intention is mm. knowing what my intention is and then living mm. towards that. Mm hmm. So you created Rise Up Creatives to be able to help other entrepreneurs to um, figure out, I guess, what their vision is, how to put that out online, how to create that brand, how to show up um, in that intention. So can you tell us more about how that all works?
1: Yeah. So w- as I coach um, people starting businesses, one of the biggest things, especially if maybe their native language is not social media, because. There are quite a few people that are younger, twenties, thirties, that like that is a native language to them, Um, forties as well. But once you start getting in forties and fifties, it can start to feel like, wow, this is a foreign language. What do I? How do I even operate in this world? Especially if they didn't pick it up right as it's come out in the last ten years. So with Rise Up Creatives, what we do is we create. It's a membership platform where um, every month we provide thirty-one lifestyle images. That can be utilized on your feed, your stories, your blog posts, and 31 customizable captions that go along with those images. And those customizable captions are um, can be easily fill in the blank with our suggestions of what you know it would how it would connect with your brand or your business. Or you can just take them as a point of inspiration and create your own uh, caption from scratch. We also have a a library of hundreds of uh, uh, graphic design templates. And these graphic design templates are for creating social media images, lead magnets, workbooks, media kits, uh, slides for uh, webinars, um, anything that you would need in order to start and grow your business in terms of graphics. And we've got hundreds of uh, templates for you to be able to do that on our own drag and drop system. Uh, so they're not Canva templates. They're right on our own website. So you can do all of these things uh, together on our site. And then we train people on a monthly basis, both in business mindset and you know, business strategy. So we're trying to really create an ecosystem to make social media um, easy for people in terms of the creation process.
0: Yeah, I love it because I know for myself, I tend to wing it. I wing it really good. Um, I'm constantly like my ears are always full of some kind of information. I'm always listening and reading and I get inspired by something. And then that's kind of typically what comes through me and then becomes my social media. But then I end up kind of rushing it and not putting as much intention into it as I would like. And I love what you have put together for people though, because it's all there for you and it's, it's easy to use and it's you can see it and so you can kind of pick out the things that you want and then plan ahead and am i on track like that's what i'm envisioning with what you're describing
1: absolutely every month we provide a social media calendar so we provide it in two formats both a pdf that you can download print and then write on and then we have a digital version that's on google sheets that you just make a copy of and you can type right in it and so we give you that calendar each month and uh, there's space to write ideas for the image or choose an image um, write your caption kind of bullet points but also um, to select which one of the seven primary categories you'll be focusing on that day we teach people that there are seven primary categories that will provide a holistic approach to building no like and trust so we know you can't be focused you know just promoting your product and service every day and which is a lot of what younger I shouldn't say young, newer entrepreneurs want to. You know, it's like, well, maybe I just promote my product all the time. That's not going to increase no like and trust, so that people want to ultimately work with you. So there are seven categories that we write all our captions in and encourage people to use. Um, They're just seven. It's my life, uh, my why, behind the scenes, inspirational life and business learnings, product and service, and benefits to you. Those are the seven. So first, my life. You know, like. I want to know you a little bit. So, you know, outside of business, like, who are you? Tell me a bit about you, your family. Show me that, you know, when I'm following somebody that I think is an expert in something and I'm interested in what they have to say, and then they post a picture of their family or them at a birthday party or on vacation or their dog. I get a little warm, fuzzy feeling, Jessica, you know what <laughs> I mean? Because it's like, yeah. oh, I like to know them a little bit. I I feel like I can trust them more. So that's, tell me something about your life every once in a while, um, my why. The more you can get me on board with why you started your business and why you do what you do, I can be a champion for you. I can be excited and get behind you and want to be a part of whatever it is that you're creating. Uh, The third one is behind the scenes, which is show me something behind the scenes in your business. Like if you always are taking a picture of, you know, you on a podcast, show me the other direction or show me working with a client. Show me how you make your product or service. I want to see that secret sauce kind of in visual and in written form. Uh, the fourth is inspirational, which is self-explanatory. Give me some inspiration, a quote, a image, something that you know has inspired you. Uh, the fifth is life and business learning. So many times we present ourselves even unknowingly as perfect, you know, on social media. Like we've kind of got everything together. Whereas if we can share something that we've learned in either life or business, it communicates that we're lifelong learners, we're not perfect. Not only are we sharing the learning, but we're also sharing our authenticity. Uh, the sixth category is product and service, which is tell me what you're, you know, offering, what, how how can make a difference in my life. And then seventh is benefits to you, which is just all about the benefits, right? Tell me how you're going to benefit me, right? If you're writing this, how is how is this whole thing gonna benefit me in terms of what you're what you're offering me? And so we've found that those seven categories, if you think in those categories, now it doesn't become, well, what the heck should I post? It's now, no, I can pre-plan a whole month's worth of content and think about it in terms of those categories to ultimately increase no like, and trust.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I'm thinking for myself, I'm thinking, okay, if I had all of this in front of me, I could sit down on a Saturday morning with a cup of coffee, out in the sun, and then I could just start brainstorming on all of these different areas instead of, um, you know, having to kind of think about it as I go, or it's again, back to that intentional and setting the time aside and finding when you're most juicy, right? Like I know for me, a Saturday morning is like my best creativity time, right? Right. All right. Yeah. And so that's when I want to be able to do that. But what I find is that that's not what I do. Mm. Um, And so I like, I like what you're putting out there. I like the fact that it's got all of this in front of you, And it's so obvious and it's just like, oh, why didn't I think of that? But having somebody to kind of guide you and lead you towards it, it's like, ah, I got this. Now I got this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes then even with those tools though, it's kind of like, well, what do I, which post should I put on which day? You know, that's one of the questions that people will think about. And I encourage people to start as they look at their month with, holidays that they would want to leverage to connect with their business? Because in most months there's, if it's not a major holiday in your country, there's probably some fun holidays that you could find online, you know, national pet day or, you know, all those things. So how can you leverage any of those things to not just be playful, but to connect it to one of the seven categories? And in most of the time, most easily it could connect with your life, you know, something that you're doing or something that how that connects with you. So the first is the holidays. And then I encourage people to think about when are you launching things over the course of the month? And that's probably going to be two to four times uh, for most people. And when I say launching, it could be a new product or service. It could be a new lead magnet that you're putting out there. It could be a new, uh, could be a podcast that you appeared on and you want to promote that on a certain day. Um, So now that you've got those two main kind of anchor points, the holidays and the launch days, then you can figure out, okay, how do I use the other categories to build up to those launch days? Mm -hmm. Rather than seeing it as a one-time post, you're really seeing like, okay, how can I use the previous week or the previous two or three days to kind of prepare people for whatever it is I'm offering on that launch day?
0: Yeah. It's almost like taking people on a journey. Yes. Yes. Mm, I like it. I like it. It's as you're talking, I'm like picturing a calendar in front of me and I'm like picturing planning all my stuff out on a calendar.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious though. So is there like a, uh, like a ratio to um, like, say you're when you're asking for a sale part of it versus like how much life and how much inspiration and, you know, is there any kind of statistics or Thing that you find that work really well? Like, is there an area that you should focus on like 50% of the time? And then the rest should be like 10, 10, 10 or anything like that that you can share?
1: You know, um, the biggest question is what are you seeking to offer that month? So if you're putting a big emphasis on, let's just say a high-ticket coaching program or course that's like a thousand to two thousand dollars, you're going to spend quite a bit of time promoting that course, versus if you're launching a new lead magnet that you want people to you know, be drawn attention to. So I think it really just depends on how big of a launch you have in front of you. That's, that's really the question. But I, I would say that all seven, you know, kind of almost like um, equally, equally uh, utilized is helpful. Because all of them are driving people at some point to whatever it is that your product or service is before, you know, the two big things before you post anything on social media, you've got to ask yourself, who is my ideal client, which I hope that you're asking yourself that already in the context of business. But as you're thinking about social media, who are you speaking to? Because like, that's the one person, that one group of people that you want to be focused on. Other people will get the message, but this is the person. And what is the offer, the product or service, your solution that you're leading them toward? because then everything you post on social media has to align with both the ideal client and the offer that you're presenting. It's got to all be headed in that direction. even the my life stuff, right It can't be taking people down a, a different road if you're if you're offering meditation, um, you, you know you don't want to take your life and like then be focusing on, You know, at least not more than a few times your coffee addiction or something. You know what I mean? mean, (laughs) People, people love to hear about coffee, great, but like, hey, align your your life, whatever you're talking about in your life, with the fact that you're leading people toward this meditation offer. That alignment is really key.
0: Yeah, and do you find that there are any in particular that work better on different social media platforms? Like, you know, LinkedIn. Would you still do as much life there? As you would on other platforms, do you think?
1: Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, that's uh, less prevalent there because it's going to be more business related. But, you know, the other thing to think about is that if you do something life oriented on LinkedIn and you have a following, um, it's going to stand out because not other people are, you know, other people aren't doing it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yep.
1: (laughs) I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. You know, it's not like I'm using. Oh my gosh, they're posting a picture of their dog or something. Well, no. If you have a relationship with people, I think it's actually going to stand out.
0: Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And like you say, if you already have that following and they're used to, you know, going on a specific journey with you, and then all of a sudden you share a little bit more of who you are that could actually probably benefit you. Cause it's like, Oh, this person's like being vulnerable and they actually want me to get to know them and not just be trying to teach me something or sell me something.
1: Right. Right. I will tell you, Jessica, some of my clients who are not as um, they, they don't know the language of social media, you know, it's not their native language and they're learning it. Um, they will say, well, I, I just, I'm more of a private person. I don't want to share these things about myself, right? This feels so vulnerable. And, it's, you know, and I say, I, I understand, I hear that. So let's talk about what feels vulnerable, right? Well, I don't want people to know about my life. Okay, well, what part of your life? Well, I just don't want them. Okay, but is talking about your dog or your the fact that you like to go on walks or the fact that your husband gave you flowers or are those things really personal? Well, no, not really. Oh, do you think that those things might actually be attractive to your potential client? Yeah, I could see them. Okay, well, it's not, we're not asking you to talk about, you know, your sex life or to post yourself in a bikini on the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're talking about just some simple things that would really help people feel connected uh, to your heart.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. It makes sense. I mean, I'm, Probably go the opposite direction. I'm like, ask me a question. I don't care. I'll tell you the answer. Um, but yeah, I, I get it. And, you know, not everybody is like that. Like when I think about my mom, when we go do social events, she's like, you're not going to tag me in that, are you? Like, so, you know, that older generation, let's say, is a little yes. bit more secretive, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because why? You don't want them to know you were at a restaurant?
0: (laughs) You're spending time with your family? Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) Okay, so another thing that I noticed um, when I was looking at your website, that one of the things that you really encourage is that embracing your true identity, which kind of leads into what we were just talking about. So, you know, that intention and that, you know, wanting to show up as yourself and, and share more of who you are and why you do what you do. So, you know, um, do you have any tips or tricks for helping pull people into that like recognizing the importance of like really becoming yourself and showing people that?
1: Yeah for most of us, we build an identity around certain external things, right We build an identity around our education or even our ethnicity or sexual um, uh, sexual preference or. We build an identity around our job or the that our our business, uh, an identity around our socioeconomic status. The challenge with building our identity around all of those things is that they're not long lasting. They could be here today and gone tomorrow, right? And that's a that can be a sad thing to think about. Like wow, like economy could crash. You could lose a loved one. Spouse might not you know, be with you, whatever it, m- it might be. Um, what I have found, though, is that if I'm able to embrace my true identity, then no matter what happens in my life or business, no matter how high I go or how low I go, I'm OK because my identity isn't based on any of those external things. I Choose to base my identity in three things. I write about these in uh, my book, Empowered to Rise. Uh, I talk to people about it all the time in my program. Uh, three things. First is, I am inspired. The word inspired, the etymology of that uh, means to be breathed into life, breathed into life by the divine. And so I believe, Jessica, that you are inspired, not because it's a feeling, but because it's a fact. Because you have been breathed into life by the divine, by source, by God. And because of that fact, you have inherent value. Your value comes from the fact that you have been breathed into life by the divine, something bigger than yourself. And your value doesn't come from what you do, how great of a podcast you know host you are or coach or whatever it might be. But you have inherent value. The second is that you are enough. That you don't have to do or be anything else to be enough. Why? Because the divine has created you and your identity is enough as it is. And then you're loved. You're loved by the divine. You're loved by your family, your friends. Although they don't do it perfectly, you (laughs) are loved. right? So now these are the three biggest issues that most of us wrestle with in life. Not being valued, not being enough, and not being loved. And if we can actually embrace those things as our true identity, now we're operating operating from a place of wholeness. And now all those other things that I talked about in terms of uh, you know, uh, economic status and education and businesses and roles and skills, all of those things can change over the course of our life. But our identity remains the same as a solid foundation from which to build upon. And then no matter what happens, right? It doesn't mean that things aren't hard, but I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not going anywhere, right? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm valued, I'm inspired, I'm enough, and I'm loved. And now that creates a sense of uh, groundedness that's really powerful when you're building a business.
0: Yeah, especially through those ups and downs that come with building a business, right? No. Um, Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I know for myself, Um, I mean, not to the same extent that you had, but you know, I have those times where I just check out for like a couple of weeks. It's like, I just can't anymore. I just, and I have to just sort of sit with myself and and really think about why I want what I want. And, you know, am I good enough? And all those things like, and, and knowing, I think what you just said about knowing that, yeah, I am enough just because I am. You know, that 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 right there, I think, you know, could really help entrepreneurs when they're going through that, because we all know not everybody gets us. So we're not always going to have a cheerleading squad ready and available to, you know, boost us back up. So, you know, we need to pull that from within and having that knowing. And so what you just said, I think, is beautiful because that's what it's going to take. That's what's going to get us through um and i think that's where it we really need to to dive into that feeling of i am enough i'm okay just as i am whether i do this or whether i don't whichever decision i make is okay
1: right mm. and i do want to tease out and make sure that we understand that when we're talking about enough we're not talking about did you do enough do you know enough did you learn enough we will always be growing and learning right but that whole enough thing for me can be so sabotaging because it's like, well, did I do enough in this launch of this product or service? Did I, do I know enough before I go on this interview or do I speak? Um, am I enough? Well, no, though you'll never, you'll never quote unquote, know enough or do it. You could always do more, right? So the challenge is, that we were always learning and growing, but if we embrace the fact that we, have, that we are enough in our identity, then everything else becomes play and service, for me at least. If I have a strong foundation on my identity, then I just get to serve people and I get to play. I get to play in this world and try new things and know that it's, if it doesn't work, it, it's, no, uh, it's no indication of my value.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I mean, I've mentioned this many times on this podcast because it means so much to me, but I've, I did an exercise a while back where I learned what my highest intention is for my business. And it okay. comes down to joy. Ah. That's what I want. It's not about the money. It's not about status. It's not about anything other than I want to feel joy. And mm. so for me, you and I spending time on a Saturday morning, having this great conversation, this is my idea of joy. And so long as I'm constantly checking in with that, yeah then I know I'm on the right path and I can't go wrong because if all I want is joy, that's easy. I can find joy sitting outside, like I said, having a cup of coffee, going for a walk, having a conversation with a friend, or making a big sale in my business. It, if, if I see it through the eyes of joy, I can't go wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've been reading and listening a lot to Esther Hicks recently. Have you much of her? Okay. Yeah. So she, you know, she doesn't necessarily use the word joy, but she talks about, you know, well being and embracing well being, allowing well being in our life and finding that better feeling place. And that the more we feel good and have those feelings of peace and joy, that we are um, in vibrational alignment with all that we want. And it will be allowed into our life more easily and more quickly. And so I resonate with that sense of joy. For me, that that peace, that enjoyment, you know, comes from it's it's interesting how different words mean different things, like kind of sparks different things. For you, it's joy. For me, it's um, peace, play, serve, and flow. Like those are mm. the four words that I think through a lot. Peace. Mm-hmm. I just I, everything in my life, I want it to be peaceful. I have a high value of peace my my number one value used to be performance and productivity. Right? How'd
0: that work out for you
1: right right and so <laughs> now I still love to to you know i'm a I'm a hard worker, I do all kinds mm-hmm. of fun things, right, but my value is peace. If what I'm doing doesn't cultivate peace i don't want to be I don't want it to be a part of my life yeah. but um but then, okay, part of the way that I cultivate peace is by looking at things through the lens of service through the lens of playfulness, which gets me in the flow rather than being in the motive of um, how did this perform? How did this, uh, what is the, the, that end result? Do I want the end result? Yes. But the more I focus on that end result, the more miserable I am. Great. <laughs> <Versus Right? laughs> just going, you know what? I'm here with Jessica right now to serve her and her audience. And I'm here to serve and I'm here to kind of play as an interesting ball or an interesting uh, word. That's so funny. I was just thinking about um, uh, a book that has the name ball in it. I'm going to tell it to you because it is a book that I've read multiple times and it's called rules of the red rubber ball Uh, rules of the red rubber ball find and sustain your life's work. And it's a short little book that I would highly recommend that talks about, uh, play and playfulness mm-hmm. and, um, in the context of, you know, your life's work. So I'd highly recommend it. It's just a, I'm looking at it right now on Amazon, 1199 hardcover. Um, it's written by a guy who used to be a NBA trainer and, um, He talks about the power of that red rubber ball. Remember, did you ever play with those in the playground, the red, big red rubber balls? Yes. Yeah. So he has a whole metaphor around that red rubber ball uh, in his life. And um, so I, I want to have that sense of play and probably why I, you know, the reason why I move toward peace and play is because my primary go-to emotion is stress and irritation. Mm right? I just got to make this thing work. You know, it's just <laughs> going to, oh, you know? And so it's like, whoa, I got to, I got to cultivate peace, you know, and I got to, and I got to have playfulness because then it, it makes it not as serious. Mm-hmm. It I have, tames
0: that beast, right? <laughs>
1: yes. I'm a very intense person, but then people, when they really get to know me, they're like, wow, you're really playful. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because I, I need that, you know, I need that joking. I need that kind of goofiness. When people know me, they're like, wow, you're like Will Ferrell. Like you are really, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that, that is the, that's the number one. I don't know if you ever get, you know, people that think you look like somebody, but people, I'll have people go, you totally remind me of, and I'm like, let me guess Will Ferrell. They're like, yes. Like, why can't it be Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey or somebody hot? You know what I mean? (laughs)
0: Oh, that's awesome. You know, it's funny when I was listening to one of your podcast episodes uh, prior to coming on today, I did notice that you do like to be a little funny, You kind of play with your guests a bit.
1: It is fun. Yeah, yeah. I do enjoy it. And I tell yeah. them ahead of time, especially if it's something like a super spiritual kind of woo woo um, topic. I'll go, hey, I'm just going to push it back on you a little bit, just so you know, you know, just kind of being playful. Yeah, uh, so they're they're good with it.
0: Yeah. So I just want to quickly circle back um, about Esther Hicks, because it's really funny that you brought her up, because I'm sitting here right now staring at a sticky note, because I am a sticky note junkie, okay. um, and it says, it, it's, uh, what does it say? i got to stand up. It's fun along the way. That's one of her quotes is you know, back to you like, as long as you're in that, that vibration of fun and enjoying the process. And so that's one of the things that I remind myself all the time is like, am I having fun along the way? Does it matter where I'm at as long as I'm having fun along the way?
1: Yes, yes. I, until the last two years, and I'm 48, what the heck? I'm a slow learner. Until the last two years, I did not know how to have fun along the way. I loved... The start process, and I loved the finish line, but the part in the middle was like, this is hard and that's true Grind. It was big goals when I was starting a church that was true when I was doing films because the middle of a, doing a film over the course of a couple of years is just well, I tell the story in my head that it's agonizing it was agonizing because that's how I saw it um, but now I have found a place where I there are hard things, of course, but I really love the journey. I really, and I think part of that is, you know, developing that as a character quality is like part of your own interior world processing and healing. But I think it's also finding something that you really love to do, where it's not just the start and the end that you like, you know, but you actually love the whole process.
0: You know, it's funny. So I, work, I have a full-time job as well as doing this. And one of my goals when I'm on the phone at work is my, I want to make sure that when I get off the phone with that person that I've left them better than I found them. Mm. So, so even in the grueling, like having to pick up the phone and order a truck to make a delivery, which not that exciting, I make a point of enjoying the conversation.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Right. Like I just, I'm, I've made up my mind, that I just want to have fun, right? And, and it changes everything. It changes the way you go through your day. It changes the way you feel about your day. And it changes the way other people react to you. And we have that power. We can make that decision every day to decide how we're going to show up. And so that, you know, for you, the peace and the flow... You bring that with you everywhere you go. And that affects other people, which is probably why you've been able to grow your churches so quickly is because people feel that magnetic, you know, pull towards you because of the way you show up.
1: Mm, I appreciate that. I will say, though, I will say, though, there are other aspects of my life (laughs) where I am more focused on efficiency than on peace, play and flow. So just as you as you just brought up that, I'm gonna really take that away from our conversation today and kind of contemplate that where you talked about, okay, if I'm ordering a truck, you know, doing something that maybe is just a, a task, you're saying you wanna bring uh, joy to it. You wanna enjoy the process. You wanna leave the person in a better place. I know for me, because I do have such a high value for efficiency that sometimes when I'm in the process, usually outside the context of my work, let's just say it's um, ordering medicine for my dog, right? That's on my mind right now because like she needs this medicine and I get on the phone, I want to get in and get out, like just efficiency, right? And you're challenging me to go, hmm, what if I can bring that same sense of peace, play, serve and flow to even those more task oriented things that i see in my life and rather than segmenting those of like here's where i'm helping people and here's like the tasks of my life
0: mm-hmm. so
1: thank you for that challenge i appreciate that i'm going to i'm going to think about that a bit more
0: well, you're very welcome it's made a huge difference in my life because I mean I don't want to have a full-time job I want to be doing this so I could get up every day and be miserable and and, right. and be right and just be like or walking through my day all miserable but why why what's what does that serve how how does that benefit me it doesn't
1: mm, yes yep
0: awesome okay so how can people find you
1: yeah well um, Inspiration Rising podcast, you can find Inspiration Rising on all the podcast apps or you can listen to it on our website, which is insporising.com podcast. And Rise Up Creatives, if you wanna check that out, um, I'd love to be able to give them a link, Jessica, that um, you know, goes right to a seven-day free trial. We don't have that on our website, but I'm happy to give that to your listeners. So if you go to riseupcreatives.com ignite, riseupcreatives.com slash ignite and you can check it out and also get a seven-day free trial. If you find that it's a good fit, we will simply charge you $25 a month. Um, Or if you don't feel like it's a good fit, you can cancel and uh, do that before the free trial uh, ends and you won't be charged a dime.
0: Awesome. I love it. I love it when my guests come on and give people free stuff. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Okay. So before I let you go, if you were to give somebody who's ready to take their business to the next level, one piece of advice, what would you suggest? Hmm.
1: Well, first of all, I would say, um, you can do it. Like if that vision is inside of you, then, you know, holding back, being nervous, being fearful, um, you have one life, right? You have one life. If you're ready to take that business to the next level, get that vision, get that mental picture of your preferable future in your mind. And if you can't um, set goals and timelines, find somebody who can help you do that. So for some people, that's hard to think about, right? And so we end up more meandering in our business or being reactive rather than planning and really setting a clear vision, clear goals, and clear action steps. And so that's my advice. Like, go for it, but have a plan in place. And if you don't know how to do that, if that's not, you know, comfortable for you or easy for you, find someone like Jessica who can come alongside you and help you think through those goals and action steps, because that's what's going to propel you forward.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. Like we're not good at everything and we can't be in, nor are we supposed to be right. So figure out where you are good. If you have a area that you're not so good, then find somebody to help. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure getting to know you better. And I really enjoyed our chat today. So thank you very much.
1: Thanks so much, Jessica. It's an honor to be with you.